The music means only one thing. It's funky, and it's Friday, and we call it Funky Friday here on Sports Talk. I'm Scott Beatty. Evan Kahn is here as well. Our usual cast of characters will make some appearances in this show. Matt Daniels, Allie Adams, Bob Osmussen, Colin Likas, all part of a Funky Friday. I also have some White Sox tickets. Hey, if you're like, I, I didn't know what I was doing tomorrow. I might like to go to a Chicago White Sox game at Guaranteed Rate Field. And I want to see the Oakland A's. I will do a giveaway. We will do a giveaway here coming up this hour on Sports Talk. So welcome in. Happy Friday, Evan. Happy uh, Friday. I know that. I know that. Just go ahead. I, I know you've got something planned for me. It is since it's my half birthday. <laughs> I just nobody's acknowledged it yet. I figured I think I know it's coming. So I know you got something under the table here or somebody got I thought your birthday was in December. It's in January. This is my oh, half okay. birthday. See, well, yeah. This is I, my half birthday. That's that's why I was thrown off. I thought it was in December. I thought we missed it. No, no, no. It's in January, but Good. I figured my half birthday would be acknowledged <laughs> at least. Uh, so if everyone wants to come in now, okay, everybody come on in the studio. I know you're going to sing. Okay. Do you okay. bring cake? <laughs> I brought half a cake. Half yeah. a cake. Half a cake for half a birthday. Are you I a like cake it. guy? I, I, I know I, you have a sweet tooth. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I got no type. Because. Any any kind of dessert, really. If there's something in the break room, you're I making come a running. <laughs> I come running. No, <laughs> cakes, don't. I heard somebody earlier this week say they're not big fans of donuts. I don't even. I didn't even know that was a thing, uh, but apparently that. it is. It is not for me. Uh, and I'm not sure if. <laughs> that Brownies, person may need to be evaluated. Cookies, muffins. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you just can't. You can't go wrong when it comes to dessert. I don't. I, I, I agree. Cannot go wrong. And like other things, even when it's bad, is unless good. there's coconut in it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, With all due respect to those who like the German chocolate cake. Yeah, you no. guys can have it. <laughs> I'll have coconut. all the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I often thought, what was that? Wilson or no? Castaway. And he like cuts open the coconut and figures out, oh man, <laughs> that's all I had. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't so, know. You're so if you're stranded on an island, you don't want to be with the coconuts. We got to right. give you something I mean, else to eat. Supposedly it's okay for your skin, right? It's in the lotions. <laughs> now, now you're going over my head. I don't know about that. I don't know. I think that's a thing. If your lotion has coconut in it, that's that's probably a plus. You know who would know something about that. Uh, Allie Adams. Oh, <laughs> she might have something to say about coconuts, <laughs> coconut oil, all kinds this of is, things. This is great. Lots of sports to be talked about. <laughs> Absolutely, because it is, of course, a uh, tremendously busy day in the world of sports. Uh, training camp will start tomorrow for Illinois football. Uh, you may not watch it. Neither way we, but that's okay. It's yeah. all in the name of of getting ready for a season. You get 15 minutes. That's Don't true. say they don't give you nothing. 15 <laughs> minutes. I mean. And, and and again, and again, this is not the only, Brett Beal is not the only coach out there that closes down practice. <laughs> this is a common uh, way to go about life. But, uh, you know, there will, will, it does start tomorrow. So we'll be reliant entirely on uh, accounts from post-practice interviews. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it, the, today is, like you said, it, it's really the calm before the storm, right? It's probably good that there's not a, a whole lot going on because once training camp starts tomorrow, we're officially on the four-week countdown to college football beginning, and then there's really no looking back because it gets going crazy. So really looking forward to really camp getting going. We'll have a chance to talk with players and coaches almost every day so plenty of content there and as long as everybody's staying healthy maybe we can build up some optimism as we get ready for Wyoming. Speaking of football camps a little bit of uh, Illini news out of the Chicago Bears camp and uh, you, you heard it in uh, Fox Sports that the starting center for the Bears last name Patrick first name Lucas Lucas guy so nice they named him twice good thing he's not Patrick Lucas that would just be uh, anyway he uh, has a broken thumb. He's going to have surgery. Doug Kramer getting some reps at first team as a yeah. uh, Bears starting center. From what I read, A, the Bears are hoping that Lucas Patrick will be back for the opener. Mm-hmm. And, and um, at least one uh, site evaluated Doug Kramer as, um, uh, you know, good skills, has needs a lot of development kind of thing. I mean, he's a six-rounder. I don't think it's a slight mm-hmm. to say that. Uh, so, you know, will Doug Kramer be a starter in the NFL? Maybe one day. I don't think that's in the plans for this year. Uh, I should have saved the tweet. The The word somebody used was he's got to figure out how to use his leverage, which I, I think makes sense as a, a guy that was a four- or five-year starter here at Illinois. He just figured out eventually that he could bully some people around, and now he's going against fully grown men in the NFL, <laughs> and it's a, a little different there. But a, a great opportunity. He gets to run with Justin Fields in the first team, gets those kinds of reps, and, and maybe build him up. And if Patrick isn't back, it's – Sounds like it's set up for him to maybe be the week one starter. They've got some other guys. I saw them wondering if they might slide them over to center. As we know, that happens from time to time. As this week, Kedrick Green slid out. He's going to be playing left guard this year like he did for his sophomore and junior seasons, I believe, at Illinois before switching to center. Protecting Mitch Trubisky? Or or Mason Rudolph or Kyle Kenny Pickett. I mean, they, they could go any number of ways, but... Doug Kramer, like you said, a six-round pick, probably didn't have a whole lot of expectations going into the year after they signed a, a center in free agency, and now he's getting some run here as camp opens. Well, as we know, and as he's been described as a pretty intelligent football player, uh, there's not too many unintelligent NFL football <laughs> players, right? They all have to go through the Rorschach test and all that other stuff, but um, pretty heady, and as a, as a center, you're obviously captaining that line and reacting to the defense and what you see and you know, putting one hand on the ball and pointing at people <laughs> on the other side, like, watch out for 53 because he looks like he's going to blitz, that kind of stuff. Uh, so uh, maybe good things for, for uh, Doug Kramer. You never know. All you need is a shot. Mm-hmm. But hopefully he can stick in the lead. Offensive linemen tend to have some some uh, longer shelf life in the NFL compared to, like, say, a running back. Yeah, if they, if they stay injury-free uh – Peters, the tackle that played for the Bears last year, I think he's 40, and he's talking like he still wants another contract. So some of them some of them got some stay in power. Baseball tonight, you'll hear it on uh, the airwaves right here as the White Sox will play host to the Oakland Athletics. And again, we'll give away some tickets for the series uh, game two tomorrow night. Here's a question I have for you. Uh, Frankie Montes for the Oakland Athletics is being thrown around as a trade ship and possibly to the White Sox. 
where how many he times started. We, yeah. W- w- how many times have we seen, well, we're already there, so um, you know, there's just sort of a convenience factor. Oakland's in town. Let's make the trade now. <laughs> but if you're Oakland, and if you're the White Sox, for that matter, and you want to make a deal, I don't know if Montes is, is uh, in, in rotation this weekend. Doesn't Do you, look like it. Okay, so that solves that problem. But for argument's sake, let's say if it w- would you skip a turn? <laughs> Do the White Sox say, hey, we don't want you know, part of the deal is is he can't he can't face us this weekend. Do you try and <laughs> like in Moneyball? <laughs> yeah. Do you kind of stretch that out? Where I won't make the deal till after the series is over. But part of the deal is, is he can't face us. Or do you try to take him as soon as possible? But then you don't want to throw him right away against his teammates who are on the other side of the field. How does that work? Yeah, it's uh, quite the predicament. I, I was just. I'm trying to scroll through the app here to figure out the last time that Montas pitched because it is a TBD for Sunday. Didn't he have so shoulder issues? He did, and that's why I kind of, when we were talking earlier this week, he has thrown twice since the, the All-Star break. Yeah, so I that, think they were pretty good outings. That is encouraging, yeah. Two runs over eight innings, so not bad in the, the combined two starts. Um, and, and that was a, a guy, when we were talking I, earlier this week, Cardinals need pitching, it, Frankie Montas is a name, but you you bring up those shoulder issues and how much do you want to bring in a guy that you're counting on for the postseason and then he gets shut down for the last two months of the season, you don't know. But that that is convenient. Andrew Benatendi just did the same thing. He hopped on the Royals plane and then he went over to the <laughs> Yankees clubhouse. So maybe maybe Thanks the Thanks for the ride, fellas. See yeah, you later. <laughs> the, the A's can't put their all-star on a plane out to L.A., but they can hand-deliver a, a starting pitcher to the White Sox. That wouldn't be too bad for them. But I, I'd i be surprised if they go that far. Montas, again, with all those concerns, he's still one of the best starting pitchers available on the market, and I don't know how much the White Sox want to go into the farm system to get a starter when they're still trying to just get into a playoff spot. Lucas Giolito cannot keep going out and uh, messing up the bed the way he has. I mean, it, it's got to be, it's got to be solved. Meanwhile, the Cardinals wouldn't mind something either in the starting to pitch, pitching department, but also they're in Washington tonight. Speaking of, uh, hey, we got a plane right here for you, Juan. If you want to take a <laughs> ride back with us. Uh, well, did you see? Apparently, the front office and Cardinals ownership are supposedly in Washington this weekend. Hmm. I, I don't know if that's true. I don't know how much you visiting read the Lincoln into Memorial. That. Yeah, probably. You know, they just did something to the Washington Monument that they all wanted to look at. You know, just a, a family vacation kind of thing the at the end of July. But. The, the rumors are going to get hot and heavy this weekend and, and something we were talking about off the air. A lot of teams are in this weekend series are going to go from buyers to sellers or from sellers to buyers possibly, and, and that'll open up some opportunities. So I imagine by the time we do this show again on Monday, the Cardinals will have at least one deal done. All of this season coming down to three, four games this weekend for whomever – to decide, are we really in the playoffs or not? And if you are expanding the playoffs, that puts more teams in contention right now. More teams are in the playoff picture mathematically, mm-hmm. and well, you got to you have to decide which way you want to go. And that's, uh, I think that's 
probably good for baseball. I mean, it's not fun for a fan if you know that there's only three or four teams really in it, even mm-hmm. though we know it's Yankees-Dodgers <laughs> in the fall classic, right? Maybe. And that's something I also, when just looking at the matchups right now, if the season were to end today, again, that first round is only a three-game series. Don't forget the last place worst team in baseball, Oakland A's, just swept the Houston Astros in a three-game series. Anything can happen in baseball. Mm-hmm. But the Cardinals are lined up with the Mets, and that means that you've got to face Scherzer, DeGrom, and pick one of their other four starters because the Mets just have a whole lot of starting pitching this year. It just It's such a tough spot for teams to a team like the White Sox, like the Indians, that are on the brink of – Am I in the playoffs? Am I not in the playoffs? Do you go all in to lose two games and then go home? It's 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 going to be interesting to evaluate as this is the the first postseason. I don't count twenty twenty trade deadline the the same when they had yeah. the expanded playoffs. So first real time, we're going to see how committed teams are to going all in and who's a little gun shy and might just kind of stay pat and see what happens. We're off and running here on Sports Talk. You can weigh in on our Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Might be able to squeeze in a phone call as well. That's 217-356-9397. The editor of the News Gazette Sports Pages is Matt Daniels. We'll chat it up with him in a moment. Happy hour with Allie as well. This hour giving away White Sox tickets and going with you all the way till 6. Friday and funk means Funky Friday. Newstalk 1400, 93.9 FM, Sports Talk. Scott Beatty, Evan Kahn, and the editor of AlinaHQ.com and the News Gazette Sports Pages is Matt Daniels. Good to see you. Good to see you too, Scott. Hi, Evan. How are you? I, I hope you're not feeling too disappointed in that now that you're in the elevated stature that you are as the editor... Um, you know, you, you you don't have you're not on the streets as much. You're not no. you're not out. Uh, um, you know, covering. You're here assembling. You're here mm-hmm. directing and all I'm that. Or, so that I'm means here ordering around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cracking do the whip. obey me. Do my bidding. But yeah. that means you miss out on in person media days, and that means this week you missed out on on the, the beef jerky. I heard. Uh, I had a detailed breakdown from Scott Ritchie on our our latest episode of Inside Atlanta Football, episode 48, which premiered uh, this week after we, I'll admit it, Scott and I just took basically a summer break from the podcast. We each took some vacation time and a lot of other stuff going on, but uh, he filled me in on, that was the only thing he ate, I guess, on, on Wednesday. <laughs> He's, he confessed to doing that. Okay, so we got this uh, th- these these <laughs> the bags. beef jerky diet. <laughs> exactly. When, we, when we go to when we when you go to media days, it is a mm-hmm. a gesture towards the media and a thank you for their their fantastic coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you get you get some swag. Those cost thirty five cents a pop as, <laughs> that they ordered in bulk ten years ago. As, as as Brad Underwood say, it would say you've got so, they've got some swag, which. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff you get at a conference. Swagger is what he means. But anyway, um, the Big Ten Network bag, inside it was a big bag of old Trapper beef jerky. Uh Was it expired? 
No, I don't know. Richie <laughs> seems fine. I've, I've uh, had my my fair share. But of I, does beef pepper. jerky go bad though? Uh, that's a good question. No, I, I think it's by design. I mean, it is stuff you're supposed to take with you into the woods and all that. So yeah. I feel like I've only had like beef jerky once or twice in my life. I it's kid you a, not. Yeah. I'm not making this. It's up. a delicacy. That stuff's yeah. expensive. I kid you not. I'm sitting here. And and Lauren is asking questions like he's never had beef jerky, and he said he never has had beef jerky. That may be true. I how do you know. get how do you get to ninety, <laughs> Lauren, and not have eaten beef jerky? Maybe that's the secret. Maybe all of us. <laughs> 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 that is a good point, Evan. I get good. seven hours of sleep every night, and I don't touch the beef jerky. Yeah, yeah. None of those preservatives. He's organic, all natural. <laughs> In his beef. <laughs> well, I not guess. how I thought this opening segment would go, but. Uh. <laughs> well, there's been a few things this week. But <laughs> this is, this I mean, Jim Harbaugh me. is talking about biological clocks, so I guess anything's fair game now. <laughs> that is true. I, I uh, having covered media days in the past, it's, uh, it's good. It's informative. I mean, you find out a ton of stuff, but it happens a month before the season kicks off six weeks for some teams at all. And, um, I haven't been over to Lucas oil for the last two, so I don't know what the setup's like, but I imagine it's a lot more spacious, a lot more, uh, breathing room for the players having covered it up in Chicago a few years, uh, a couple of years at the Hilton in Chicago, the Hilton that is famous for the fugitive because it was filmed mm-hmm. there. You switch the samples. Yeah. Every, every time Bob Osmus and I would go up there, he'd always kind of peek around corners looking to to see Richard Kimball standing there. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I, just remember, I just remember being very cramped and crowded. Yeah, at, this at is time, way better. So. It's, it, it, it's, it's Not that better. any sports fan really cares what it's like for media covering said event. And no, I, I, always, I just, for the record, I have some spare jerky I'm willing to, <laughs> to offer you. And I always found, too, you like the, get home too. The, the time. <laughs> I did. The time that the coaches have at the podium the 15 minutes and that's what's televised on btn it's just kind of hokey and you know you you just get i mean you have like a thousand reporters there that you know aren't going to get a chance to ask any questions i think i my years covering i think i asked maybe one or two during that time session as well because you have breakout sessions with the coaches and players later where it's more like a conversation instead of just getting a microphone so you can hear your voice on TV. And that's where you have a lot of national. Oh, writers. those types of people that just want that microphone. Yeah, Come on. A lot of, a lot of talk about questions, narcissistic <laughs> egomaniacs. Uh, what have you been working on the last couple of days? Uh, just, uh, gearing up for, for Sunday sports section and, uh, just looking ahead to just had a nice brief meeting kind of about a high school football sports or high school football special section that will be, uh, kicking off in, in late August. So getting, getting the wheels in motion for that. Uh, we have, a, we have our own media days here. We do up. next week. Uh, first time we've ever done something like this. So, uh, and whose idea was this? Uh, it was a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. I want to say that's what the person who thought it up says. <laughs> uh, well, it's just w- w- the hope, and and so far, and, and all credit goes to to Kyle and Lycus, our preps coordinator, for doing the the legwork on this. But so far, we've got thirty one high school football teams set to come by our office uh, next week and the following Monday at all. Uh, still waiting on a few to just get confirmed at all. We've got thirty six uh, high school football teams in our coverage area, and the the thought was just to bring them here to our stu- to our office. Uh, kind of we've segmented like a half hour for each program uh coach and three players to come up here and do some interviews get some photos taken to hit record some radio spots as well for 
for our, our high school football lineup that'll be on WHMS on, on Friday nights this fall and uh, the, the weekly high school football radio show that, that airs every week as well. And, and just to kind of get them in kind of a more comfortable setting, you know, and instead of being out standing out on a practice field in 90 degree weather <laughs> in the second week of August and you're translation to, reporters not that out too, in well that that too i mean it, it is it is a massive amount of legwork at times to go out to oh, all I these know. practices yeah. and um it, you know we've had great feedback from other events we've done uh, you know we've been doing kind of we, what we call our faces our f- our photo shoot uh, faces of the fall face of the winter face of the spring we've been doing that for 10 plus years now and We've had great turnout for that. Um, you know, we've got that, that coming up here in a couple of weeks where we should have probably 300 or so high school athletes stopping by here on a Saturday to, to get their photos taken. So, yeah, just kind of gearing up is kind of the calm before the storm right now, uh, before the school year gets rolling, not only in the high school scene, but also with Illinois uh, getting into full gear. And obviously football is, is right there. I mean, we're less than 24 hours out from uh, Illinois' first training camp practice, which happens uh, Saturday afternoon. This is our last show in the month of July, and it's the only month I took note that we don't have local slash Illinois sports on the air, either mm-hmm. high school, youth, or Illinois sports. We have mm-hmm. live yeah. 11 months of the year. So I'm I'm kind of proud of that. And of course, we've got socks here doing this. No, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, local too. I mean, uh, you know, working, I worked earlier today on some stuff that's going to be in Saturday's paper ahead of the uh, the Twin City Golf Tournament that, that tees off Saturday at, at Champion Country Club and concludes Sunday uh, afternoon at Lincolnshire Fields Country Club, a field of 70 guys this year, up from 49 for last year. I talked to Jay Scott earlier this week, former Illini, uh, pride of Rain Tool. Uh, golfer and uh, they're really proud of getting the numbers back up and then David Keenan a uh, former standout in high school at Salt Fork who then won a national title at Parkland and is in Champaign um, working but he's still a, a very top-notch golfer he's the defending Twin City champion uh, got a chance to catch up with him as well so uh, eager to see how that all plays out and our, our jack of all trades uh, Joey Wright uh, will be out in, in force on, on Saturday at Champaign Country Club driving her little golf cart and <laughs> the, the perks of that uh, endeavor but he's all Joey's also working on a really cool story that I think a lot of uh, sports fans in the area should should enjoy in, in Sunday's paper um, it's been 45 years since Muhammad Seymour High School won a state football championship they won in 1977 and they're the only champaign county high school to have won a state football really? championship we've had a lot of teams finish runner-ups a lot of teams go on deep runs but that 1977 team is the only one that's actually won a state hmm. title from champaign county well last year muhammad seymour had kind of a bounce back year they made it to the state quarterfinals they've got a lot of key pieces uh coming back from that team this year led by wyatt Baum, their their quarterback so we're kind of taking a look back, but also look towards what could come from Muhammad Seymour this fall with uh, such lofty exper- expectations and aspirations. So uh, looking forward to that as well. And I believe their game against Quincy Notre Dame will mm-hmm. be on our airwaves on our coached by station. coached by former Illini offensive lineman Jack Cornell and his beard. He's okay. a Quincy Notre Dame coach. Look at this. No notes in front of them, <laughs> folks. No notes. I wrote a column last year after I talked to Cornell, so there it's, <laughs> it's on the brain. Mm-hmm. He already put in the time. He said, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. He's already got it down. <laughs> he, he doesn't need the independent study <laughs> mandated in his contract. No, no, he does that all on his own. We don't have to even force him to do it. That's great. So it, something that maybe I should have been forced to do before I asked you this question. <laughs> did, did you guys do uh, record predictions for on the podcast this week 
I have not done that yet. We uh, on the podcast this week we just dived back into how to actually record a podcast again because it's been <laughs> two and a half months since, since just Scott. four clicks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we left Ed Bond in, in charge of that. So, um, but no, we we dived into to media days. We again talked about Scott's uh, Scott's beef jerky <laughs> eating on on Scott Wednesday. Ritchie's. Yes, exactly. Um, and then just kind of looked at the quarterback position. Um, Got uh, two columns coming in Saturday's paper, one from Scott Ritchie, one from Bob Osmussen, about uh, both likely candidates to be Illinois starting quarterback, Tommy DeVito and, and Art Sikowski, the case for DeVito and the case for Sikowski as well, as, as that kind of is the big storyline kind of hanging over Illinois football right now since Brett Beal hasn't announced the starter yet, and who knows if he will announce it publicly, at least to those outside the Smith Center at all, is what he indicated this week. So Yeah, he, he very... He very forthrightly said, "I may or may not." Yeah, exactly. And he, but he, you know, indicated too that the guys in in the room, the guys on the team, are going to know who that starter is going into the the week before Wyoming. So eager to see how that all unfolds uh, in the next three weeks or so, and uh, you know, if Devito can separate himself more from Sikowski, or if Sikowski can kind of make up ground after missing the spring uh, because of off season shoulder and arm surgeries that he had to contend with. So. Uh, yeah, we'll have a lot more to talk about and digest here in the month of August as uh, it gets rolling again. So what is your knee-jerk reaction? Oh, Illinois football. Sh- yeah, I totally just sidestepped that question. No, it, it works out. You know, we, we've got, oh, we've got two it's, hours it's here. It's called that's, a knee-jerky reaction. No, that's, ho- <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's, that's a difficult one to answer, um, but we do it every year and... Some years were right and some years were Yeah, kind we'll, of we'll, we'll do this I, again I after camp when we know who's hurt and who isn't. Yeah. <sighs> Looking at Illinois' schedule, I think it's clear to see anyone who follows Illinois football with at least a routine basis that the first half of the schedule is more favorable than the back half. Um, I think if Illinois can get out to a good start, you know, maybe win at Indiana, which isn't a crazy thing to, to think about after the Hoosiers came off a tough year last year. Virginia's got a new coach. They still have their same quarterback who torched Illinois uh, last year in Brennan Armstrong. I'm gonna say f- five and seven, I guess, right now, and that's just not diving into it too deep. Yeah. But they they have to take advantage of their the early opportunities mm-hmm. on the schedule. It can't be like last year, where you lose a game to to Texas San Antonio, and again UTSA ended up being a strong season. Yeah, I mean Barry Lunny is very familiar <laughs> with with both <laughs> programs now. But that's a game that, on paper, Illinois should not lose, just like Illinois on paper should not lose to Wyoming. I know the the Cowboys won a a bowl game last year, but they've had multiple players transfer out of that program. They do have a good coach in Craig Bowl. We'll see what happens when the Week Zero game um, takes place here in Champaign. But, yeah, it's just just taking advantage of, of August and September and then seeing if they can kind of build upon that as we saw what they were able to do last year down the stretch when they were kind of counted out and no one was really paying much attention to them. They go to Happy Valley and win a historic nine overtime game and that kind of propelled them into November and and left them with some good good energy, good vibes, I guess was the big word that they said around the Smith Center uh, this week. But yeah, it's just it's all going to come down to what they can do early on in the schedule if you're looking at potential the, the pathway to get to six wins it seems a lot more uh optimistic if you're able to take care of business in, in august and september i'm feeling six and six i i that's kind of an optimistic i kind of laid it out i could see anywhere from three and nine mm-hmm. to nine and three 
Yeah. Well, I mean, Wyoming, win. Okay, there. Indiana, it's a night game, road game, Friday night game in, in Bloomington. It's Indiana's season opener. They've had a week to see what Illinois did against Wyoming. Illinois, there, 2-0. and <laughs> Virginia comes to town. I think that's a loss. 2-1. and Chattanooga, Thursday night game after 11 days off after – uh, Virginia win. It's an FCS team. Illinois never lost to an FCS school. Uh, three and one. Then it gets murky. Yeah. You go to Madison. Brett Bielma's first game back at Camp Randall. I'm sure he's going to be. I'm sure the fans are going to have a lot to say to him <laughs> as he walks through the the tunnel there to get onto the, the turf at Camp Randall. Loss. Uh, what now? Three and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iowa the next week here in Champaign. Loss. Three and three. Minnesota for homecoming. <sighs> I don't know. That's that's yeah. one that's like iffy. Um, yeah. How healthy is Minnesota? How compared to last year? How how dominant will their running game be? Yeah, I mean, how, how much will their their yeah. pass attack be? Exactly. I mean, if it's a toss up game, but say okay, let's say Illinois wins. They're four and three. Then the off week, then they go to Nebraska. Who the heck knows what the Cornhuskers yeah. are going to be like this year? Or how Scott if Scott Frost will even be coaching in that game? You, we don't know. I mean, you'd think so, but who knows? Lincoln's a very difficult place to play when there's ninety thousand fans there, and they kind of gave the game away against Illinois last year. Maybe lost there four and four. Michigan State comes down November fifth, loss four and five. Uh, Purdue final home game of the season. Uh, well, it's always what is Purdue this year. Well, yeah, and, and, and you think of it too. Very good aerial attack. When you think of it too, it's going to be what second week in November. Mm-hmm. Who knows what the weather yeah. may be like? All of this, I think, comes down to Illinois is not yet in a place where they are coming into a season figured to be a favorite against any of their Big Ten opponents. No, and, and in they order could for that. end up being there depending on how things play out. And usually a team that you think is going to be good isn't, and a team that you don't think is going to be good ends up being good. Mm-hmm. But right now, I don't see any Big Ten opponent where you go, yeah, that's a dub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in order to change that narrative, that summer narrative that kind of seems to follow this program around and has for years upon years is you have to start winning. You have to you have to rattle off two or three straight eight and four seasons or seven and five seasons for that narrative to change for folks to kind of start feeling. Because I mean, you think back to Indiana last season, they were ranked 19th in the first eight mm-hmm. people. Folks in Bloomington were going to games like crazy had high hopes coming off what they did in 2020. And then they went two and 10 and oh nine in the big 10. I mean, it's just with programs like that, if you're not in Iowa or Wisconsin, or uh, obviously Ohio State, Michigan, they're all kind of in a separate class in the Big Ten East. But there's just that that just huge unknown factor uh, that is just has to be sorted out each and every Saturday in the fall. All right, last question. This is kind of a just a yes or no. Okay. Do you want the Cardinals to go for Juan Soto? <sighs> Why not? Sure. Let's do it. Yeah. I, I, I think – Are you willing to chip in on that? Uh, no. <laughs> um, see – I don't want if they do go all in on the Juan Soto sweepstakes. I mean, you have him for two and a half seasons after that. We'll see if that. I know in the past it's happened where the Cardinals would trade for a big time player and they just fall in love with St. Louis and the organization they stay there. Jim Edmonds, Matt Holiday. Uh, I've seen that numerous times. The Cardinals for the, ever since they've won the World Series in 2011, and I know they made it back there in 2013, lost to the Red Sox, but they've just kind of been in this. 
oh, well, let's just do enough to just get into the playoffs and see what happens in October. They haven't really gone for it at all. And they always – it's the double-edged sword where it's like, okay, they're one of the more consistent MLB franchises around, and they always have a chance to make it to October, but they never seem to be – like in 2019 when they beat the Braves and NLDS and go to the NLCS and just get completely <laughs> washed by the the Nationals, that – didn't shock me that didn't seem like to be a team that could contend for a world series title you've got paul goldschmidt and nolan arenado hopefully they don't have to play the blue jays in the world series <laughs> but you've got them kind of in the prime of their careers you've got the sentimental factor of albert pools and yadier molina's final season possibly adam wainwright's final season as well although i hope not because he's one of the cardinals best starting pitchers <laughs> and has been for the last four years or so and for most of his career as well but why not I mean, I don't want to see them give away their top five prospects down the road, but that's the the risk you take when you make these big deals is, okay, these prospects may pan out or they may not. I wouldn't mind seeing them throw in like a one or two current major leaguers if they want to. I know Nolan Gorman's name's been floated about there. It's just the – I mean, you're – if you get him, you win the you win the day. You win the press conference. You win all the mentions on social media. Does that help – I mean – if Juan Soto, and he's a generational type of talent, I'm not debating that, but the Nationals are one of the worst teams in baseball this year, and they have one of the best players. So mm. I don't know, but I say go for it. Yeah. You know, just just go in now and, and try to, you know, make a, make a splash in 2022. I think that just kind of seems fitting, but I don't think they will. Matt Daniels, News Gazette, sports pages, alonahq.com. Always good to see you on a funky Friday. You too, guys. Take care. Have a good weekend. A little happy hour with Allie after this. Promised White Sox tickets and giving them away. And we do it now. Be the third caller to 217-356-9397. A pair of... Two pairs of tickets. Actually, that makes four. Four tickets. White Sox, Oakland tomorrow night. And parking is included as well. So maybe make yourself a little outing up into uh, the Windy City. 217-356-9397 if you want to go see the White Sox. Time for some happy hour with Allie Adams. Good to see you. Well, hi, guys. How are you doing? We were talking swag. Um, (laughs) Here we go again. We got the beef I love how he brings it out, like show and tell, too. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's the full effect. You got to hear. It's like Gentry (laughs) sipping his coffee in the morning. Yeah, what I did with my summer. Um, But okay, they (laughs) gave us a bag in a bag. They gave us a bag, and inside the bag is a bag. Another bag. and I don't Does know what these. Stop? I don't know what these bags are for. I think I'm sure. I think it's for one's the. One's got to be toiletries. What or I was all mesh. I was thinking in my head. One's laptop. One's um. My go bags mesh. One's iPad and the other's cell phone. <laughs> go bag. You know, you you just throw in the contact stuff. You throw in the the. The, toothbrush, the, the passport, and the I don't, lot of I don't, cash. I don't have, they, a, you know, I don't so have you, a passport. Get out of town. Someone has watched Goodfellas somebody's, a lot. Somebody's after you. <laughs> yes, I was about I mean, to say, mine's you never a know. suitcase. Mine's a suitcase. When Lucy Evan. says it's time to go to the hospital, Ricky, as is the bag you take. <laughs> Basically. Right. How right. can you guys pack so light? Just like complete side note, I'm terrible at packing and traveling. Uh, I'm awful. Yeah, more, I'm terrible... At shoes, I get my the eyes rolled at because, because you know usually if you're going somewhere, okay, you, you, there's some sort of event where you want nicer shoes, 
But then also, what? And then, <laughs> well, you've got the, if I'm going to go, you know, for a run or a workout, you got those shoes. Yes. And, 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 you know, maybe, you know, the beach, poolside or something you need. There's a lot of things. These, but these make sense because this is why I'm such an overpacker and I am awful. It's not that. It's like, okay, well, obviously, if it's a wedding, I need my heels and I need, you know, like tennis shoes to travel. No, the way that I pack is, well, I better bring a second pair of tennis shoes in case the one break. Like, that's how I, like, it's awful. Because <laughs> your credit card doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, who does that? Like, it's the same thing with a purse. I'll bring a second purse when I travel because if my one purse breaks, I have to have another one. Like, this could be a problem. When I pack, to this day, I still hear my mother's voice, you know, make sure you pack a spare set of underwear well, yeah. in your carry-on. Just a oh, pair. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah. In <laughs> because your carry-on. I thought you were saying just a pair and a spare, you know, that'll do. <laughs> we're ready to go, Mom. the luggage could get lost. No, that's or I worse. That's, yeah. that's not bad. No, I, Same my, kind of thing, though. I mean, if your luggage gets lost, hopefully you got your credit card with you so that you can go I, and buy I, another pair. I, I know, but, you know, apparently this is what moms think about. No, that's what I mean in my because my carry on usually is just like my, you know, old school Jansport backpack. And I always throw in there like my glasses and like my yoga pants, another shirt, like basically another outfit in case that does happen. So I have like another thing that I can sleep in wear. And I don't have to, you know, worry about everything. All right. I'm just going to ask, are yoga pants required on flights? Uh, yes. Because I, I can. More I than can. 50% of, in airports, it's yoga pants. What? I mean, they're comfy. Well, yeah, I was about to say, like, we're we're way past the, you know, wearing a dress to fly. But there's, I'm not there's a lot of airport snobs. Oh, well, and then, Where it's like you got to like dress up to get on a plane, yeah, which I'm, doesn't make sense to me. I'm not a Kardashian. Me. I'm not flying on a private jet, whatever. But also, for a while, there were rules, right? That they weren't allowing people to wear yoga pants or something like that. It sounds like a Delta thing. I think that some, it, I think it, <laughs> I think it was Delta. Something like that happened. <laughs> but the thing is, I get away with it because what Sorry, I do. Sorry, Delta, if you wanted to use me for live reads. What I do, though, and I kind of somewhat cheat the system, is usually I'll, like, wear a dress over it. So it's like I have my dress Mm -hmm. and my, you know, my, like, tight, quote-unquote, tights. They're yoga pants. And, like, tennis shoes, like, Converse or whatever. Like, that's usually how I travel. So I look kind of nice. I got, like, you know, dress, whatever, comfy dress. But, no, I'm basically wearing pajama pants underneath and no one knows. All right. And the last item here before we might actually talk sports. What are you talking about? (laughs) Dressing for comfort. As we were (laughs) discussing. As we discussed at the beginning, um, coconut s- serve a purpose? <laughs> Are they in lotions or whatever? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, so, okay. See? I, knew, I knew she. So, and this, I'm sorry if this is. I always t- know. A, a I apologize guy. if this is TMI, but everyone's going to learn something here. Coconut is good for like stretch marks and things like that like a pregnant oh, yeah, women yeah, yeah, will yeah, always yeah. Oh, coconut oh, lotion oh, like yeah. that's what that's what you use to like it's it's really good for the skin it's supposed to you know a, kind of basically make your skin bounce back that kind of thing so no i absolutely love coconut lotion all right um what's on your mind sports wise <laughs> Oh yeah, do you want to talk about know. sports? I don't know. Sports talk? Well, you I like was sports? I thought you like I was, stuff? I was very busy talking about stretch marks and yoga pants, but That's fine. so uh this is Otani, happy hour. Yeah, exactly. Is he so, going? If you were the Angels, would you? Like what would you There's do? There's no way. You, I, I you can can't. never get the value back. But what what value has him or having Trout done for them? 
Well, everything. The mm-hmm. the depletion is the two hundred thirty dollars sitting in two hundred thirty million dollars sitting in Anthony Rendon and the yeah. failed pitching staff that they haven't developed outside of Otani, who could win a Cy Young and an MVP. Yeah, it should. Maybe good. Aaron Judge. Yeah, I don't know how. You, what would you go with that for MVP? Because let's just say, assume oh. the you know the Angels are done. Uh, That's the age old question of like, should like the actual team and what the team has yeah. done mm-hmm. or, or not done? Wh- should, that right the, should that be should that should that so wait hard it? for that though? Yeah, because I mean, obviously, you would say Otani would be. I mean, what he's done is historic. I always love season. the. I I always look at it as if I could pick one player. If I had to pick one player right now to make sure it was on my team, who would that be? Otani, two thousand percent. So there's my MVP. That that yeah, I get it, but it's not his fault that no. he doesn't have enough pieces around him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's not that Trout and Otani haven't done anything for the Angels. No, in no. my opinion, it's that they haven't put enough around them. Yeah. And it, right. I guess they've kind of tried, but and, they've done it in a bad way. Mm-hmm. But how? I mean, just. You have two generational talents there. How did that happen? It should be, they should be locked up. Basically. Pretty much. You, baseball no jail. no way you should, but I, I get it. Baseball is not like, if that's a basketball team, you got a, you got a championship. Probably. You got a dynasty yeah. because you, you got, got two, two of the best. Yeah. 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 Of There's, all time, possibly. The rest of you just stand and try to get open a little bit so the defense <laughs> has to pay attention to you. I, and it, it's... It's just, it's absolutely wild to me that, what, market number two, that that's happening. Yeah. It's happening in a large market, too. It's not just happening in some random place. It's happening in market number two. But they're team number two in market number two. That's, yeah, that's also very uh, true. Will you say, uh, will you have a moment for Willie when he goes? I, I, I mentally don't even want to go there. I, uh, and, I read, MLB.com moment, said he's the best bat available right now in the trade market, obviously yes. other than Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. kind of that's a different sort of yeah. situation. Like and, that, mm-hmm. that's a might be ship, might not. But mm-hmm. and by moment, do you mean I have a gif already picked out to use for when he's gone? <laughs> yes, I do. We were just looking through the time hop because this was when Tony Rizzo was traded a, a year ago today. So, oh Scott, you missed that day. Evan no, and I were... well, he was here when Tony got traded because oh, we were was... on the air and I like audibly gasped. Oh, because and then we were. But then the next day, everything ne- went down. Yep, the next day was when the all of that stuff happened and and we were inconsolable. You know, I think it worked out well for him, Chris Bryant. Eh. Okay. If he's healthy, yeah. I think he'll be good for KB. He's making money. He's got a beautiful set of twins yeah, to go along just with his uh, new babies. Yeah. Aw, he's doing fine. Oh yeah, I think I think it, and it's it's good to see you know Schwarber doing well and Rizzo doing well and KB. You want to see good things for them. Yeah, you guys aren't gamblers, but are you buying lottery tickets this weekend? You know, I actually I've never bought a lottery ticket. Me neither. No, I've no. never. I've I don't think I've technically I've ever gambled in my life. But I three, hit on a slot three dollars for one point two billion. I hit on a slot once. <laughs> Did, <laughs> but just one time and yep, only called one it. Time. Yep, better get out while you're ahead. Yeah. Uh, but no, I won't buy it. We, yeah, it's I, it's a tax on people who are bad at math. I and I mean I don't even win it like solitaire in the computer. Like I don't have good luck. So uh, let me teach you how to play solitaire. Solitaire is cake. <laughs> By an ocean. There we go. I am all of a sudden very, very, very embarrassed. <laughs> it just, I as a board op for the first six years of my professional career, I mean, you got to figure out a way to kill some time. And <laughs> I became a solitaire champ. 
Happy Friday, Allie. Happy Friday, guys. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Allie. We're back in a bit.